Welcome back to another episode of That's What They Said. In this episode, Kate Sloniker, VP of Growth Initiative at Binary Fountain, and Nicholas Kubasek, Senior Vice President of Partnerships at CareDash, discuss COVID-19's impact on healthcare marketers' priorities. They take an in-depth look at telemedicine online listings and how they can boost your online presence. Learn which listings are the most effective for telemedicine. Learn some best practices and more. Welcome everyone to our COVID-19 telemedicine and your online presence webinar. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to join us. My name is Kate Sloanacre. I'm the VP of Growth Initiatives here at Binary Fountain. Uh, so we know it's been a challenging time in everyone's business and personal lives. So we are very grateful you're here and we'll try to squeeze in as much information as we can um, and advice. So for the next half hour, we'll discuss how COVID-19 has shifted the priorities of healthcare marketers and go in depth into one major shift that we're all seeing in telemedicine, show you how offering and marketing this service can you know, boost and enhance your online presence. Uh, so to help lead the discussion, I'm joined here by uh, Nick Kubasik, SVP of Partnerships at CareDash. Uh, Nick, can you uh, introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks, Kate. Uh, well, first off, thank you also to everyone who has taken the time to join us here today and to the Binary Fountain team for hosting this webinar. I'm Nick Kubasik, and I run partnerships at CareDash, primarily focused on helping healthcare organizations use the CareDash platform to drive online engagement, communications, and new patient acquisition. Very excited to be here with you all today to share some insights on how we're seeing our healthcare partners use their online presence to support telemedicine. Great. Thanks, Nick. I'm glad to have you here. So before we begin, I wanted to take a quick look at what to expect today. Uh, first, we're planning to share some data and discuss a recent Binary Fountain survey that we did on the ways that COVID-19 has shifted healthcare marketing priorities. Uh, after that, we will dig deeper into the adoption of telemedicine um, and talk about how it can affect your online listings engagement. Um, and after that, we'll give some time to tips for marketing telemedicine online and wrap it up by also uh, looking at how you can use telemedicine to boost your online presence. And of course, um, take some time for some audience Q&A. Let's start by discussing a question that may be on everybody's mind. Um, how has COVID-19 shifted priorities for healthcare marketers? So, you know, since COVID, we surveyed 304 healthcare marketers to basically determine how this health crisis has changed their daily routine and overall marketing initiatives. So we published the results in an ebook, uh, which you will be able to access at the hyperlink in this PowerPoint, which we will send out after the webinar. Um, you can also find it in the resource section of our website, binaryfountain.com, uh, under ebooks. So the first question on our survey was related to staffing, and we asked our marketing departments how marketing departments had been affected. So uh, just four out of 10 reported that team members had been reallocated. So we were seeing a big focus here on prioritization of marketing initiatives and cost cutting. So you may be one of those marketers who's now working in less familiar territory after these shifts in your team. Um, so you might be finding yourself working on new initiatives like telehealth and online listings. So hopefully we'll be able uh, to enhance your knowledge here today. 
Uh, one in three reported that team members have been laid off or were at risk of being laid off. So there's a substantial number of marketers out there who have found themselves doing more with less, potentially being an army of one, and also doing you know whatever they can to cover the gaps on their team. Um, just less than a quarter reported no changes. So those are the lucky folks who haven't had um, a staffing impact uh, on their team. So it's worth noting that all these healthcare organizations um, are, are experiencing some staffing shifts and how you manage those internal communications during this uncertain time with layoffs and other stressors impacting the employee, the employee base is pretty critical. So these experiences could have significant implications for the employer brand um, in the future as it relates to online presence. So... We were very interested to see where marketing departments were focusing during this time. So we asked where the spending cuts were happening to get a better sense of how teams were prioritizing you know, their overall marketing activities. Um, the data points to a shift from lead generation and those areas that are more capital and headcount intensive. So many organizations have been sharing with us the need to provide their patient population with frequent and comprehensive information, as opposed to focusing on the typical patient acquisition work um, that we're used to um, and, and typically doing to support service lines. So you'll see here the spending cuts around things like PPC ad campaigns and related you know, digital assets like landing pages um, have, have been reduced. And uh, we do see content marketing experiencing less cut less cutback and is still a priority for healthcare organizations who are trying to get um, critical and frequent information out to patients. So to shed even more light on how marketers were operating, we asked how COVID-19 has changed healthcare organizations' top marketing initiatives to get some insight around where resources are being allocated now. Um, so as we mentioned, we are seeing health systems working hard on outbound and proactive communication and content for their patients. So crisis communications during this time has obviously become one of the most important initiatives um, at every single health system. And um, as right hand in hand with that is the importance of updating and maintaining online directory listings. We're actually seeing quite a bit of that, Kate, here at CareDash, where uh, health system marketers and physician group marketers who are, to your point earlier, trying to do more with less are grappling with the fact that the patient populations they serve are going to many different places to seek new updated information. We're seeing a, a pretty significant uptick in management of online directories and listings as another resource and, and, and avenue where they can push communications and necessary information, uh, specifically including telemedicine availability out to the patients they're serving. Exactly, yeah, thanks Nick. So, you know, in light of how, um, you know, communication, we, we wanted to see and dig into how healthcare marketers were communicating with patients during the pandemic. Uh, and the stats and data that we got back, you know, organizations are obviously focusing on the most direct way to connect with patients, um, the reliable phone call, email, and text to ensure that these critical messages are received. So the vast majority of the, you know, COVID-19 uh, communications have been, you know, going out, you know, in this way. Obviously, you know, organizations are still doing, you know, monitoring and management of, you know, Facebook, obviously, you know, Twitter and Instagram. But in terms of proactive communication, you know, as marketers, we know that those 
channels aren't necessarily the the best ways to um, push messages out. However, you know, we are still seeing organizations keeping tabs on what's happening on Facebook, you know, responding and communicating with patients in, in that way, but, you know, monitoring Twitter feeds and Instagram posts, but, um, you know, really focusing on these top three, you know, phone, email, and text to get the important info out there. I think, Kate, this also reflects a little bit the initial need to communicate with the patient population that is already engaged uh, in, in seeking some kind of care from the system. So patients who had a procedure scheduled or who were in process um, with, with, uh, with their physician need communication that can be pushed via email or phone call or text message more immediately. But as we shift into a world where we're dealing with COVID and thinking about how to bring other uh, other lines of care back up uh, is going to be really important to be very proactive in pushing information out beyond that with your existing uh, patient population who who are are uh, seeking care with you exactly it'll be interesting to see how you know those communications get normalized over time and where we can go you know seeking them you know six months 18 months down the road so will really help with the burden on staff uh, in-house if the net new patients who are now coming back to look for elective procedures or care that they've put off to have up-to-date information is going to help to deal with a lot of unnecessary confusion, confusion uh, and, and, and time burden on culture. Exactly. So... You know, we we finished our survey by asking what projects and initiatives teams are planning, you know, post-COVID. So, um, you know, obviously this pandemic has finally accelerated the adoption and promotion of, you know, telemedicine, which is very exciting, um, you know, movement within healthcare. Um, This digital access to care has been an incredible tool over the past few months for patients and providers alike, obviously, you know, health systems have been encouraging uh, folks to reach out, you know, through this channel, get a better understanding of, you know, symptoms and issues um, and, and seeking care in this way to, you know, keep folks out of, you know, the emergency room and, and certainly um, places where, you know, you're seeing, um, you know, such significant rise in, in COVID patients um, and keeping those, uh, those folks separate. So, you know, in the past, the, there's been issues with government regulation, payer coverage, you know, provider adoption of telemedicine technology, and then, of course, you know, patient comfort levels uh, that has kind of kept telemedicine, you know, on the outskirts. But uh, now, so many of those obstacles seem to be, have been, you know, overcome during this time of COVID and, and telemedicine has certainly been necessary. So we are encouraged by, you know, these numbers. The American Telehealth Association predicts that, you know, 50% of all healthcare services will be consumed virtually by 2030. So, um, you know, hopefully we will uh, continue to, to move towards, uh, you know, normalizing the, the telehealth channel. Um, and this digital access to care. Because um, as we see, you know, the growth in, tele, in telemedicine was, 
nearly matched by um, the increased focus on listings management and online appointments. So, you know, we're seeing marketers really start to focus on these tools, um, you know, now and, and plan to in the future um, because they really go hand in hand with helping patients, you know, access their doctor, you know, truly meeting the consumer where they are, um, which is online, and then removing, you know, friction from the healthcare, you know, selection process as well as healthcare delivery. So, you know, as I mentioned, we, we came across a really interesting study, as I mentioned, you know, one of the pushbacks on telemedicine in the past has certainly been, you know, the comfort of patients. And, you know, since a, an initial survey was done in November of 2019, uh, which feels like ages ago, considering all that we've been through um, till now, uh, Another survey was done in April 2020 to really, you know, take the temperature of folks, so to speak, around uh, telemedicine and, you know, the increase in comfort level and, um, you know, feeling comfort with this new modality, uh, trusting that, you know, the physician, you know, behind the camera can provide them with the quality of care and the right diagnosis um, has changed substantially just over, you know, a couple of months so um, this study done by YouGov really shows some remarkable changes in you know, telehealth adoption. And it's great to see consumers really opening their minds to this you know, opportunity to um, receive care and you know, eliminate a lot of the friction in their own lives, you know, sitting in the waiting room or um, you know, driving and commuting to their physician's office. So it is exciting to uh, see this shift and will we'll hopefully continue and, you know, with more promotion within telehealth and, and more technology available, um, you know, it'll be exciting to see where we are, you know, certainly a year from now. Next, we're going to talk about telehealth online listings engagement, um, a really important component of telehealth adoption. So I'll pass things back over to Nick. Thanks, Kate. Uh, so I am here to share a little bit with you now about what we're seeing on CareDash with our healthcare directory. Um, you know, most prominently, we've seen over the last 60 or so days, a 31 or 32% increase in uh, physicians and facilities that have answered yes to providing telehealth services when they are making updates to their profiles on CareDash and including information around appointment scheduling and, and how to access uh, virtual care. Uh, we are also seeing, interestingly, a strong uptick in likelihood or, or intent to book an online appointment. Uh, and so where we work with some partners on driving engagement through, uh, through virtual care, we're seeing that those who are are clicking to make an appointment are almost 75% more likely to actually go through and book that online appointment uh, than they were uh, in Q4 of last year. Uh, and lastly, we're of course seeing uh, an increase in online urgent care clicks uh, across the platform. So it's pr pretty clear based on all of this, we're seeing a big shift both in adoption of, of uh, telemedicine services uh, and, and technology to reach a patient population, but then also uh, to the point that Kate, uh, you made uh, just a few slides ago, the, the comfort that the patient population uh, is in, uh, in advantage of, uh, of telemedicine as a solution to seek ongoing care uh, while they can't get it in person. 
this probably leaves us now asking ourselves, uh, how can we boost online listing engagement when we emerge from the COVID-19 crisis? Um, and the short answer here is that uh, telehealth is uh, important so long as uh, you continue to make it available. Uh, we've seen reports from the physician adoption side that there's been a huge uptick in, uh, in, in, in bringing telemedicine uh, and virtual care technology into place. And then we've seen reports like that from Teladoc uh, of a huge uptick in patient appointment requests. Uh, they quoted receiving over 15,000 requests in one day. But I think one really important distinction here is that Historically, where a lot of physician groups that we work with have struggled with telemedicine is this notion that if you build it, they will come uh, and that that enabling telehealth technology is all the work that needs to be done in order to add that as a as a line of care or a way to treat a patient population. And that's frankly just not true. Uh, that that most of the organizations that that we see really effectively leveraging telemedicine are both taking the time to implement the technology and processes to provide care, but then also being really proactive in how they put information out, uh, out in the world to, to let uh, patients know that, that that is an avenue and an option with them uh, and to be, to be really upfront about uh, including virtual care availability in all of the information and communications that they put online. That's great info, Nick. We were seeing, you know, the same uptick um, on the binary fountain side. We asked our clients uh, in healthcare um, as of April 30th, we had 77% of our clients currently offering telemedicine and many of them are just, you know, newly embarking on this journey. So, yeah, I mean, it is, it is an, it, you know, it's, it's an incredibly powerful and effective way uh, to, to support a patient population. Uh, the way that the COVID crisis has necessitated the adoption of it certainly been really interesting um, to, 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 to see how it is adopted. But I think as organizations are thinking about, you know, the next nine months uh, and, and year and onward of, of business and operations, I think, um, it's really, really important to continue to keep virtual care availability um, uh, in, in the forefront of how they're communicating with, with patients and, and, and what they're saying about how care can be accessed. On that note, you know, we're, we're thinking a lot about, about helping our partners talk about how they can inform patients uh, that telemedicine uh, is available and, and to... Uh, to make that active. And the important thing to do really is to double check that you've activated uh, any options available that exist across all of the online listings that you manage or uh, anywhere that you maintain a digital presence as a healthcare organization. Uh, you also wanna make sure that where there aren't specific telemedicine features that you're including info in profiles and bios uh, on sites like CareDash, for example, where we do have uh, telemedicine specific features, but where we see some of our partners also leveraging the text components of their their bios and information to uh, to to promote virtual care. Uh, and speaking of which, uh, want to also make sure that we're lining up 
the words that we're using with the way patients are thinking about, uh, about accessing care. And so when we talk a lot about telemedicine uh, and telehealth, that isn't necessarily always how patients are going to be seeking care. And so phrases like virtual care, virtual appointment, online appointment, uh, online care are, are going to be really key to, um, to, to making sure that one, you're getting information out there that the patient can understand. Uh, and two, that you're using keywords and phrases from an organic search and SEO standpoint uh, that will help you to show up in relevant results when patients are starting their search on, a, uh, on an engine like Google or Bing. You want to also make sure that uh, you take advantage of the unique tools that other listing sites offer. So, for example, Google My Business now has rolled out a pretty powerful set of tools for online care options that display in search and on maps. So really important way to uh, push information out and influence uh, how people are engaging with your organization uh, and taking advantage of virtual care at the top of the funnel when they're beginning a search. Uh, some groups are also taking advantage of Yelp's customizable COVID-19 update banners and using the text components of that to push patients towards online care. Uh, there are also a lot of websites like CareDash and like HealthGrades that have filters available that allow patients to search exclusively for telemedicine. So making sure that uh, that directory profiles are updated with appropriate information is going to be really important to showing up appropriately in relevant results. Uh, and on top of that, at CareDash, we actually just launched a, a new version of our free API uh, and some online tools that are useful both for physicians and facilities in managing uh, online appointments. So speaking to both uh, availability of appointments as well as adding call to actions and areas to add links that drive directly into a telemedicine appointment funnel uh, and virtual care experience. Um, another interesting thing that I think we'll see as virtual care and telemedicine evolve in the directory and search space is a shift away from the geographic uh, specifications of a search where historically, if I was looking for a physician, I would see search results in a radius from a location that I enter and where virtual care makes access to a broader set of, of available physicians uh, easier, we're going to see a shift in how search results are shown that could allow you as a healthcare organization to actually put a relevant uh, search result in front of a patient who otherwise wouldn't be treatable by you because of a, a physical distance limitation that now can be overcome by providing an online appointment. Thanks for digging into that, Nick. So in addition to CareDash, we're, we also recommend that organizations utilize their Google My Business, uh, Yelp profiles, as well as their Facebook business pages, um, making sure that they're, you know, managing those and, you know, promoting telemedicine services through those channels. And then for each individual provider, um, they should also have profiles indicating their telemedicine offering on CareDash, HealthGrades, 
uh, WebMD vitals and RAID-MDs. So just a few places to keep in mind and make sure that, you know, your profiles for both your organization as well as your individual providers are, are healthy and accurate. Couldn't agree more, Kate. And, I, and then the last question that, uh, that I will speak to before we get to some of the questions that uh, those of you who have joined us today asking is uh, on the topic of how telemedicine can improve or influence reputation. Uh, and, and kind of out really simply, telemedicine is a really great avenue for collecting more online reviews and recommendations and driving digital engagement. Uh, the, the, you know, entirely online and digital nature of it gives you increased access to contact information, leverage live testimonials. Uh, we always recommend to our partners to be proactive in, uh, in, in asking for feedback from the patient population that they're serving. They can do that through email. There's some great tools available to do that through text message and follow up there. Um, and, and something that we're working on at CareDash and uh, would encourage our healthcare partners to think about as they think about online reputation uh, and reviews specifically around telemedicine is that there are some nuances and differences to an online experience where, for example, asking a patient you know, how their experience finding parking was is probably not a relevant question to ask them uh, when you know the appointment place online. And so being thoughtful about the type of questions you're asking to solicit feedback that are specific to the type of that was received uh, are going to help you, one, to get more relevant information and feedback, two, to get uh, uh, information and, and context from, from the patient who is, is leaving that information that will then further help your digital presence uh, and rank better uh, with your profiles in, in, in organic and, uh, and, and across directories. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, we've been working a lot with, you know, our current clients on structuring feedback around, you know, the, the telehealth um, channel and making sure that, you know, the, the surveys and questions that uh, our clients are asking are accurate for this modality. And then also, you know, just to, to make sure that we, um, you know, connect the dots on, you know, telemedicine um, can help you improve your online reputation, which can also help you improve, you know, your, your um, SEO as you generate more of these reviews, you know, through this channel. Um, so just something else to be thinking out from a, thinking about from a marketing perspective, um, you know, a, just another benefit to adding, you know, this, this access channel to, um, you know, to your organization. Agree. So Kate, does that give us some time here? I think we've got a couple questions here in the Q and A. Yeah, we, we do have one question that has come up a bit um, around um, finding keywords. So are there any free tools I can use to find keywords to describe my specialty along with uh, telemedicine? And um, absolutely, there are um, some interesting tools out there uh, that you should be looking at. And I think, you know, as marketers continuing to look at as, you know, this, uh, you know, our, as our telehealth initiatives evolve and as, um, you know, we progress in, in this journey. But WordStream offers a, a free keyword tool um, that you should definitely take a look at. Word Tracker Scout is also a, a free Chrome extension um, that you can use to see what keywords you know, other websites might be using. 
which could help you spark, you know, ideas. And then, of course, Google AdWords account holders can use, you know, the Google Keyword Planner to search keywords, um, and anyone else can see kind of the basic information on keyword trends using Google Trends. So, you know, those are just a few of of the ones that I'd recommend and uh, around keywords and and trying to figure out what's going to work best for for your organization. From another person. It said, I heard Google turned off review responses due to COVID-19. Is that still true? Um, So not anymore. The um, Google um, review responses had been turned off due to the influx of reviews regarding coronavirus, but review responses have returned to Google My Business. So, you know, be sure to check that out. Um, And of course, you know, uh, thank your patients to, um, you know, for taking the time to provide feedback. And then here's another question coming in. Should I try to use my telemedicine keywords as many times as possible in my listings copy? So my answer to that would be not necessarily um, that the goal of keywords is to be visible to people looking for the exact telemedicine services you offer. So not all services for telemedicine in general. So, um, you know, trying to game the system could potentially hurt your SEO in the long term. So, um, you know, impacting your relevancy scores. So your listings copy should, you know, have a few instances of keywords, but, you know, should still, of course, sound natural when, when read by, by other people. Couldn't agree with that one more, Kate. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, thinking about r- reviews is, is another way to continue, you know, having patients talking about a great online appointment experience in a review is a great way to reinforce that you are offering telemedicine and virtual care uh, and and add to the way that you're ranking on relevant terms without being uh, overly bullish in the use of telemedicine and virtual care related terms in uh, your own content uh, and in bios and information that you're providing. Great. Thanks, Nick. So we have one other question. Um, do we have any other tips for listings cop- copy? Um, and so really quickly, because we're just past the 2.30 mark, um, we have a, a few kind of key points. I think one, uh, most importantly, you know, use call to action. Uh, so consumers are obviously more likely to take an action if you ask them to do it. So, you know, your sign up now, click here, CTAs you've seen before, call to schedule an appointment or book an online uh, session. Um, are obviously key things you should consider using. Um, avoiding medical jargon and technical terms, you know, of course, remembering that you're, you know, talking to, to patients and humans and, you know, sounding professional, but not necessarily using, um, you know, making sure you use words that, you know, your patients would use. Um, and then also writing in the second person tense as opposed to the third person just um, is always good to, um, you know, utilize you and your versus we and our using phrases such as, you know, we'll help you with your heart condition instead of our patients treat heart conditions, just some little nuances that we've, you know, found to enhance listing copy along the way. Great. So that is about all the time we have. Um, As we said, we'll be sure to follow up with you, uh, not only with the slides, but also for any of these remaining questions that you've, um, you know, sent through. We really appreciate it. 
um, uh, the engagement, the questions, um, spending this time with us. Um, feel free to contact myself or anyone on the Binary Fountain team or Nick um, if you have any, any questions that come up and we are happy to help in any way that we can. Um, and thank you so much for joining us and um, have a great day. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health.